My safe word will be whiskey. Sorry, Rod, what was that? Whiskey. How's it going? This is Steve from the Lost and Drams Lation Podcasts, and I'm here with the boys. How's it going, Sean, Sean, and Travis? Well, buddy, uh, I can uh, tell you I'm, my belly's full of uh, Score Blizzard, Extra Score. And oh, Extra I'm Score. Got to get the Extra Score, and I'm ready to go here. I'm a weird Blizzard guy. I like uh, strawberries and pecan Blizzard. I don't is go for like traditional, traditional stuff, yeah. It's weird. That sounds, that sounds horrible. I make them create it for me, and it's every time I go through the drive-through, they're like, "What? What, what kind of blizzard would you like?" And it's like, uh, "Can you put strawberries and pecans in it?" And they always pause for like three seconds, and they're like, "Excuse me." <laughs> and I go, I go to Dairy Queen, and I and they they say, "What would you like?" And I say, "Surprise me, just anything but strawberries with pecans, please." <laughs> Yeah, like, like, oh, you know Steve buddy. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck that weird guy that keeps coming through the just yeah. drive through. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sean M, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm feeling, you know, I had a stressful day, had a good uh, alien alien battle with my kid. Uh, oh, R- nice. Rocky came to drop off some samples, opened the door, and then my daughter runs by screaming, Alien! like right as he's at the door so it was pretty funny but uh, yeah I'm good I'm ready to chill and have some whiskey beauty I keep uh, I keep, over your shoulder you can see your stack of boulder peated and I feel like it's the boxes the tower is getting lower every time we we sit and record a podcast so it is I know guy. you're drinking yeah and I got some sending a few more bottles out so uh, yeah beauty it's good Trav what are you doing I saw you just pop something what did you pop well, because I'm on my second bottle of a couple Tonight? of my wow. a couple of my uh, selections for today's podcast, and I felt like it was not appropriate to name it and not have a dra- a glass of it. Um, and I also wanted to point out, in regards to blizzards, just to go back to it for a second, <laughs> that a score bar is is actually an underrated chocolate bar on its own, and not just in a blizzard. And I'm just going to throw it out there. And you know what might make a good episode one time, maybe in October, is just we do a chocolate bar debate. Um, future future pitch chocolate episode. bar debate. You don't want to do it. You want my fat ass be all over chocolate that. bar and whiskey pairing. My fat ass. <laughs> we could do pairings, but it needs to be tied to a debate because a good chocolate bar debate is actually quite fun because people get really defensive of oh, their yeah. bar, and it's like if you defend Bounty Bar, we're throwing down. <laughs> Payday. What do you? My mom's favorite chocolate bar is Payday, and anytime I went to the states, I literally would have to bring back a full case of Payday chocolate bars. They're hella good. They're not chocolate yeah. bars, though. Yeah, they are good. I haven't had one in probably twenty years, but they're good. If we do it properly, we do like everybody picks a like a well-known, well-established favorite, and then an off-the-wall pick, like. I love Big Turk, and I know it's divisive, but Big Turk is... Here's a question, though, because the last chocolate bar debate I was in, do you consider, like, obviously, Reese's peanut butter cups are a chocolate bar, right? Yep, 100%, because that's the the best one of all time. But, so is, but are 
are the packaged turtles a chocolate bar? No. That's same, a, but that's same concept as the cups. No, same concept as the cups, it's though. Different. It's packaged and sold with the chocolate bars. Does, does anyone eat turtles other than at Christmas time? Because I feel like if it's just a Christmas treat, it's not a chocolate bar. Also, a turtle. I only eat chocolate during Christmas. Turtle is at a different class. You know what I mean? Like it's on a different level than a peanut. I mean, you can buy the Ferrero Rochers in the three pack too, and I don't. That's what I'm saying. No, that's not a chocolate bar or a candy bar. That's like that's like premium, and we're not going. It has to be on. You have to be able to buy it at Seven Eleven, or it's it's disqualified. And occasionally, you can find turtles all year round at Seven Eleven. No problem. I'm just I trying will. to think. I think Ferrero Rocher's are on sale all year round there, yeah, too. Yeah, they are. <laughs> that, that was the debate we got into, was if, if the peanut butter cups sold exactly the same as the three turtles and they packaged it, they both have to be considered chocolate bars. Okay, well, I guess we throw peanut butter cups, but you can buy, like, the Kit Kat-style Reese peanut butter bars now. And those are actually, like, better than the peanut butter cups. That's true, so it has to be bar form. It has to be in the form of a bar. Bar okay. formed. Okay. Okay. Good so, to know. Good to know. Pause. Pause recording. I'm just gonna go hit up the kids' Christmas candy. I'll be right back. <laughs> Christmas. I think we still have Halloween yeah, candy from last year. Halloween. Yeah. I have Halloween candy. My poor daughter got her uh, expander in two days after Halloween. <laughs> I was like, sweet, all the gummy candies I can get. Steve, pull us back on track. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Okay. What's this so episode about? We're actually, yeah, we're actually here to talk about whiskey. Weird, right? Whiskey podcast, talk about whiskey. Um, we are, we're actually going to do a best of, best of 2021. Best of a real shitty year. But nonetheless, we're going to talk about the best whiskeys that we all tried. Um, I have a feeling that Sean's list is going to be more elaborate. Sean, the Dark Cloud is going to be more elaborate than any of ours. If you've been watching him on Instagram, I'm, I don't even know what award you're on because I feel like every time you post something, you post like 90 bottles and say, <laughs> this is the winner. <laughs> well, when you do a distillery or brand of the year, I mean, I just put everything I have from them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've got, I think I've got three more days left of my 20s six days of best ofs next year <laughs> next year sean we're gonna do an actual production for you i get the camera out and we're gonna do some like quality high definition grade video where you're we're gonna have like spotlight in your in your office and you're gonna walk out in a suit or maybe like a hugh hefner style oh yeah like uh robe or something like that and you're actually gonna present the awards and we're gonna reel the fuck out of that thing <laughs> fucking let's do it i gotta take back the middle breeze boy guys like eight reels a day oh god that guy's yeah i I'm not like I'm not sure how much time he's spending with his family. Like it doesn't. You don't just record a. You don't just record a reel in like two minutes. You you always end up doing like five or six takes. It's like in maybe two a hour journey man. for thirty seconds. Maybe he's when I went man. on my three week reel adventure in the summer, I I even had my daughter pouring my whiskey so I could film it properly. <laughs> Wife's at work. What are you gonna do, Maya? Here, pour this. <laughs> hey, you gotta you gotta get your labor wherever you can get it from, right? So. <laughs> Anyways, before we get tra- off track a third time, um, <laughs> we're gonna start. You, you guys just want to like? Do we just want to jump right in? There's there's yeah, no reason to we shouldn't, right? right? Yeah, we've yeah, got we'll, categories ish, eight ish categories that we can go through. Yeah, we're gonna go through bourbon, non-bourbon. So non-bourbon being American, 
in the American category that isn't bourbon, so single malts and rye and I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Okay, we got Canadian, World Blends, Irish, can't forget about Irish, Scotch, overall, and then distilleries we're going to watch and pay attention to yeah, or explore this year. Oh, sorry, I just took a big gulp of beer. It's like sitting in my throat is, right now. This, this is, is great, already great, a good yeah. example. This is why we need to record at nighttime. It's and just I've already, there's already a better vibe. There's blizzards. There's beers. Not ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, this is this is where we. This is our jam right here. Right before we came on, I pounded a coffee with the Nanaimo Bar cream oh, liqueur, which that stuff is so oh. good. But Fuck, I've, I've been I've been averaging on whiskey. Non whiskey ward. Yeah, exactly. Averaging three and a half hours of sleep a night for the last three weeks, I've been drinking a crap load of coffee. But okay, Sean Kincaid, what is your bourbon? Let's go there. Well, I I posted it live. Well, not live. I posted on my Instagram, and I'm sticking with it. Forty-seven percent alcohol by volume. Boulder, Colorado, bourbon finished in sherry casks. And God, do I love this. I'm on bottle two, and I'm already halfway done. And seeing as seeing as Sean was just talking about, should we quickly acknowledge his new mic and uh, his first computer in 25 years or whatever it is? <laughs> yeah, Sean just realized computers, are you can buy them at stores. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was look- using my phone to type up reviews and it sucked <laughs> especially oh, when you send me that typing, one how's your typing especially skills when, now like yeah. do you only use thumbs on the keyboard <laughs> no but steve was pissed off because every single thing i'd send him to post to the website i'd never capitalize yeah. my eyes because i'm used to programming to me. <laughs> he's like what the fuck there's like 82 eyes in here i have to capitalize. yeah he sent me a four page article with not a single uppercase I in it. Maybe he's got his kids writing reviews for him too. <laughs> I've gone through and everything I'm typing, I I make sure the program highlights. <laughs> so well, I'm, he's using he's using a Mac computer from like 1997. So that's, was, that wasn't even yeah. called Mac; it was Apple. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, show like boldish area. You're not going to get any argument from me for both bias sakes and just straight up good good bourbon like we've said it a million times that high malt content in that mash bill just gives that whiskey the ability to marry with a cask better than than a more corn forward bourbon period i think yeah i mean you guys when when you first told me you're bringing it in as one of your first brands i was like okay well what's it all about and then you started telling me and a scottish guy using scottish equipment but using american rules and i was like yeah, that's interesting and then you're like oh yeah by the way he's like 45 percent malted grain malted barley and i was like what i've never even had anything seen anything and then yeah the second i tried that sherry cask bourbon i was like oh yeah this is the one and then nothing beat it nothing beat it for the rest of the year it is specifically a bourbon for single malt lovers it is and Tra- Travis and I have been preaching it since we, since we just like discovered Boulder and, and brought in the first case kind of thing. But it's like it still astonishes me that not a single, and I guess we don't know this fact, but not a single bourbon distillery clued into doing, like producing that sort of mash bill. 
Like, do, do we know of any other, ma- like any other bourbon that has that kind of mash bill, that high of malted barley? Like it just, considering how good it is, I'm just so surprised it hasn't been done before. I'm sure now that there's probably somebody doing it, but it hasn't been released yet. But yeah. I don't know. Like it, it does beg the question why it hasn't been done before. Unless, you know, bourbon people can be pretty uppity about it. But it's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, me too. Sean M., what's your favorite bourbon this year? I see you stroking a bottle. I am. <laughs> yeah. I was just <laughs> I see you getting, you're getting ready for the journey right yeah. now, right? The journey it's... on this one's great. <laughs> this is the old Ezra seven-year-old um bourbon kentucky straight bourbon at barrel strength so 58.5 percent um i don't even know why this is my favorite but it's just this it's is good it's just so good and for 58 percent, it doesn't i don't think it drinks like 58 percent. i think it drinks well like it's not harsh at that at that percent i mean like it's very enjoyable to drink and it just has something different about it. Uh, I can only describe it as cinnamon hearts. Ooh, mm. what's, the, what's the price point, Sean? Cheap, eighty Basic, bucks, basically right? free. <laughs> basically free. It's eighty dollars. That's well, pretty close to the Boulder Sherry, too. Yeah, Travis, what's what's your uh, what's your bourbon of the year? So I. I say this all the time, but obviously with all the stuff we brought in this year, I have very biased opinions and I didn't want those to come into play. Um, So I'm doing a a quick biased opinion and non-biased opinion. My biased opinion bourbon of the year is the the Woody Creek World Talk cask that we did with Ryan Jesperson, uh, mostly just because it was a special cask in terms of the whole process and getting it all done and meeting up with William H. Macy in a bar in Colorado over Zoom and um, but also the bourbon the bourbon is so unique so different um, and I, I, I poured it for the first time actually for my wife the other day and she is now we're down like a half bottle because she's now realized she likes it so there you go my, my non-biased bourbon of the year I'm going to go back I think it was pretty early in the year but the um 1792 single barrel from wine and beyond and um mm-hmm, ryan mm-hmm. Ingen. so that's a 1792 mash bill is pretty high corn 75 74 percent corn 18 percent rye eight percent barley um with 3.5 level char 1792's core products i'm not gonna lie i do not enjoy they're just a regular bourbon but I have had some 1792 single barrels that have just absolutely blown me away. And um, I liked Ryan's last 1792 better, but this one was absolutely delicious as well. So there's my bourbon. That was one of my runner-ups was the 1792 this year. Yeah, me too, actually. It'll be yeah. interesting because supposedly they're the ones that are making the Kirkland bourbon now. It's out in the States. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's out here yet, but interesting to see what it is when it comes out here yeah that'll be cool and it but last year it was also a lot of people's bourbon of the year as well his 1792 pick right so that doesn't really come to any surprise um 
Ryan Ryan Engen has a a profile. Like it, it's just you can like a lot of his picks have very similar profiles. So he he's been picking bourbon for a long time. I think we can all trust that he's picking a good one. Especially that boulder. Just kidding. Um, my 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 bourbon. Mine's like a three part because again, I have got some some bias kind of riding on my decisions. But um, I have to agree with Travis. Uh, the real talk cask was just part part of it. Like just the the experience and the story and the journey that that whiskey went through before it hit before it hit the production line. Um, it was like it was literally a cask that Dave Matthews, head distiller, was going to dump. Like at two years, he was like, "This is crap, and we might just get rid of it." And then he kind of just had a conversation with himself, which most most of us do when we're drinking late at night, and uh, decided that he was going to keep it. Which thankfully he did. It's got this weird. Well, like Josh said, right? He said dirt. Like it's got this cool earthy component, kind of mixed in with like the the sweetness of the the corn. I don't know. It's just a super super interesting bourbon. So I'm definitely that's one of my tops for sure. Um, other ones would be I really enjoyed the blue runs, the the 14 year and the the 13 and a half year. Um, a expensive but even they're like I've, I've enjoyed everything that they've released so i definitely have to give up a, a shout out to them they're not i didn't name my whiskey of the year because they are expensive so they're not for everyone um i like to maybe stay a little bit more in the lines kind of thing i guess but uh and then i had one more one that's not available here and it was uh old elk weeded cast strength store pick that i got when i was in uh, minnesota last april i picked up one at total wine that thing's a weeded bourbon and it's travis has had it it is a it's a rock star of a bourbon i remember you yeah. posting about that one yeah that one uh sounds awesome. yeah it is extremely extremely good and, weeded and it makes me want good. to get a woody creek weeded single cask just so i can have a cast strength weeded bourbon from woody because that that's also kind of a, a runner-up for me because i really like weeded bourbons so put that thing over 50 percent. i bet you it, it performs i mean that woody creek weeded bourbon already performs like it's already super good but you're right it would be even better at higher proof oh absolutely but i love that woody creek bottle yeah it's good those are those are mine i suppose i don't think i'm missing anything but let's go uh we're gonna do this draft style fantasy draft style travis let's hear your non-bourbon american whiskey uh non-bourbon and this is a category that i think is just gonna get more and more populated here um I know we saw some of that the Lost Lantern releases with some of the blends. Um, there's going to be some more American blends coming. So my biased whiskey of the year, and it'd be kind of two, but it's the rye. It's 100% rye from Woody Creek um, <clears throat> because I I don't know if I've tasted a rye quite like the Woody Creek rye. And there's just there's a component there, and I think it's the fruitiness. I, I don't know the whatever it is there's a smoothness 
to this rye even at the cast strength you drink that stuff straight and it's just fantastic um i think there's a reason why this is william h macy's favorite and it's just because it's it's so easy to drink um and hopefully hopefully we can get a cask of this at some point as well there's my biased one my non-biased one i actually just revisited this bottle uh in the last week or so i cracked it earlier in the year um and it's the willet uh, straight rye whiskey from the Willett family estate. It's uh, 55.8% cast strength rye. And their rye is, I believe, I don't believe, I'm just looking at it. Their ryes are 74% rye, 11% corn, 15% malted barley. And this stuff, have you guys had the, um, they're, they're in the same releases as like the, the Thomas Handy and the Sazerac. Which one of those is like the really popular rye? Is it the Sazerac? The Sa- yeah, the Sazerac is the older rye, and the, the Thomas Handy is usually the younger cast strength rye. So single malt whiskey has poured those for me before, and I've tasted them. They're super expensive, yeah. super hard to get. Uh, but this this tastes along the same lines as, as sort of like a... a less expensive one of those so really nice rye uh i did pick it up in montana but i've heard rumors that it is coming to canada which is another reason why i picked it there you go uh sorry steve just showed a picture of his bottle which of course he has one Um, so i i did i did kind of pick it because i've heard it's coming to canada not through pws but uh um maybe Maybe through one of the big agencies yeah yeah, hopefully people will be able to get their hands on this stuff soon. It's really, Willet is really floral, don't you find? Yeah, I, don't, I get a little bit of that um, that cherry that I get in a lot of American whiskeys, but it's it's mm-hmm. not over the top, because if it's over the top, it pushes me away. Um, I don't know if I got tons of floral, but I find floral notes, or my nose really has to be on its game to pick up those lighter floral notes. Um, like, I'm t- pretty sure my first impression was, like, chewing on, like, a sugar-coated dandelion or something like that. Oh, okay. I'm going to go back are, to it. Those are my non-bourbon U.S. whiskey picks. I like it. Sean McCalder. OYG Whiskey Nights. I mean, I feel like this is going to be pretty obvious and no one's going to be surprised, but my non-bourbon American Whiskey of the Year is obviously uh, my Yeg Whiskey Nights single cask from Boulder Spirits, the peated malt at 58.8%. This thing is just, it's a crusher. I don't even know how else to describe it. <laughs> if you guys could have seen Sean's eyes when he said that, it's like he—it's like he's been waiting all day to call it a crusher. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even have a non-bourbon U.S. category, and Sean was mad. He was like, he started angry texting us. Yeah, he went—he went darker than the dark cloud. <laughs> um. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that is that's my pick, which cl- is clearly super biased. But I'll do another pick um, with a funny accompanying story. And my next pick would actually also be a Boulder product, but would be the Port Barrel uh, Single Malt, which I had a bottle of it for 
Well, I owned the bottle for probably a week and it was open for about five hours before it was empty. <laughs> and the next day was a very horrible day uh, in which I had to return home from camping and I, uh, I was feeling very unwell. But the night before was that's super the fun. story that I'm talking about. Oh, okay, that bottle. <laughs> yeah, the 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 Boulder uh, port cask. It was so good. I had to finish the bottle in a single night, not alone because that would have been dangerous. I had some help, um, but ironically, from a non whiskey drinker, helped me finish off an entire bottle of it. So they also enjoyed it. Very nice. Yeah. And what what, what do you think would happen if you put some of that peated malt? In a port cask over at uh, Boulder Spirits, there, Sean. Do you think that would be fantastic? I think spoiler I might. Spoiler alert! I think I might Hashtag die. Alert. I think <laughs> I might, might die, die. <laughs> because I would consume it at a rate that is unhealthy and unacceptable by society, and then I would die. So it sounds like a great idea, I guess. Well, we know Sean's going to die in fall of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, we just yeah we just read Sean's tarot cards. He's fucked. Uh, Dark Cloud. What's uh, what's your non bourbon American whiskey? Well, I hate to follow suit. Two Sean's picking two of the same bottle, but yeah, the Yeg Whiskey Nights Peated Malt from Boulder. That one blew me away. Obviously, supporting a friend, I picked up a few bottles and uh, sat through him forcing it upon people all over canada and would, just would you call praying. it a crusher would you call it a crusher? yeah oh yeah it's yeah, a, a crusher a crusher but i remember like just seeing the the work that sean went through not only to get it here but then to try and sell a full cask worth of whiskey and hoping that it was good i mean like we had all tried the samples that were sent and this one was by far the best sample but when it came, like, obviously the sample that I tried was way, way earlier in the year. And then when it came out bottled and I picked it up and it blew me away again, it was a crusher and took me on a journey. It got hey, me wait, is, with it, my head. is a crusher better than a banger? Mm, I think so. Anybody yeah. can bang. No, not everybody can crush. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I just just wanted to just wanted to clarify that for our uh, listenership. That that might have to be the the tagline for the episode right there. Yeah. <laughs> everybody I, can like, bang. Not everybody can crush. Gosh. Tune in to the next episode. <laughs> That's perfect. But you know, like like with anything, like even every every product that you guys talk up that you're bringing in, I trust you guys that you're going to bring in quality products. Obviously, your whiskey drinkers bringing in whiskey, you're not going to bring in something that you're not going to like or that you wouldn't drink yourself. It's a little different when you know a really good buddy just decides he's going to buy a single cask, clearly from a good brand, a good distillery. But yeah, when I popped it that day that I got it, and I was folding laundry perfect ambiance for tasting whiskey and yeah it blew me away it was unbelievable it's a it's it should be acknowledged it is a special friggin moment and i would say an extremely tiny percentage of people in the world 
I don't know what that percentage would be, can say that they sourced out, sampled, and picked a full cask of whiskey. I think it's a very rare thing and I, I think it needs to be fully celebrated and acknowledged and it's that's why, you know, there'll be a couple probably cask picks talked about tonight, but it's it's there's so much good whiskey out there, but when there's whiskey with someone behind it and a story behind it and relationships, it's obviously gonna speak to you and that's that's what this cast did. So um I I knew you both were probably picking it, so I <laughs> I didn't pick it to for the for the uh entertainment value of this wonderful podcast, but uh, it's a fantastic whiskey. Now saying that if uh, since it's already been picked, I'll go to my runner up, which <laughs> Funny enough, came from Boulder Spirits, <laughs> but the uh, the sherry single malt oh, that yeah. honestly it blew my socks off. Um, obviously, having the bourbon earlier in the year and enjoying the crap out of that bottle, I was like, okay, well, I know that they can make great single malt. They obviously have good sherry casks, and the day that that sherry single malt came out, I drove across the city to get it and yeah it's it's not lasting very long are there and still some of those out there or are they yeah gone? there is yeah but nobody yeah, no it's it's nobody... it's it's another crusher i think part of the problem with that one was the label um, looks the same as the uh, the label's the same as the yeah. sherry bourbon it's the same orange and I think it kind of got a little bit lost. And then we also brought it in when we brought in your single cask. So a lot of, we were talking about your single cask yeah, a lot. Yeah. And the sherry bourbon or the sherry single malt just went out to a bunch of stores. And Josh, know your whiskey. Like he had, you know, I was on a show the other day with Sean and we were talking about it because he loved it. Um, he got some up in Fort Max, some whatever. There's still a case in allocation, I think, for a shop in Alberta. So. Yeah, it's one of those whiskeys. I'll go buy another one because I drank a lot of it with Josh mm-hmm. the other night. Um, but it kind of just slid under the radar for a lot of people, which is fine. You know, it's okay to sit on shelves for a while. That's fine. But even when I posted it, um, people were like, "Oh man, I I love that one. I was drinking it all summer." And it was like, "No, it's a single malt. Yeah, <laughs> it's I not think the bourbon." You're right. There might be a the label. Issue the label there. looks so yeah. It looks yeah. so like. That people aren't differentiating. I remember the day I went to grab it, I was like, what the? What? No way. And then I like, you have to read it close and, okay, this one says bourbon. Okay, this one says single malt. Okay, sweet. Got the right one. I got another. I took two photos, one on each side of Travis's crotch with that bottle when we were out that night. So I'm going to post the other testicle um, probably this week or next. Nice. <laughs> Is that the one where McCalder was Mark, like... Sean McCall, I asked him to stand in the street. comfortably close so yeah. that he could shade the light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I could have flicked two... I could have flicked four balls in like... Well, they're inches apart from one another pretty much so um that would have my, been a feat. Uh, <laughs> yeah i could have just went bam bam knocked you both on the ground um there's I'd, I'd like to say this is a bias pick but it's not like there's no bias behind it and but like part of it honestly travis i don't know about you but how many other um single like american single malt were you drinking other than than our own brands this year like there's not a lot out there to begin with and then like i surrounded myself with with basically boulder and and like i guess non-bourbon stuff would be woody creek but i'm i'm with you the woody creek cast strength rye 
yeah. was incredible from the first from the like when we opened the sample bottles that that they sent us back in august i fell in love with that thing like instantly instantly on the neck pour which this is which is rare for a cast strength bottling um i just it offers like layers of flavor that a lot of other whiskeys can't even touch um and then my other one is is sean's pick that honestly when i handed sean the cast samples to pick i could have told him which one he was going to pick because i've already gone through them all and that thing was just fucking a standout period like it was just a standout so when sean came back and kind of talking it's funny because you're actually talking between two and then i think you went back to the other one and you were like no this is like yeah miles above kind of thing yeah so i was like yeah super excited to that you picked that one um and fell in love with it like you did because it's it's a it's a it's a crusher it's a crusher rusher yes what's crazy about that cask after talking to ryan negley is like those casts those samples were all relatively the same age same spirit Mm -hmm. same style of wood all in the same warehouse but but it's like he said each cast tells its own story to that spirit and it's just crazy that that one stood out so much over those other ones maybe those other ones need more time or whatever but it's just so cool that three casts in the same warehouse same spirit and they're that different yeah one of them tastes straight up like chode pubes like it was gross (laughs) but the other the other three were like pretty good yeah yeah, there, but there was wasn't am I not wrong, Sean? There was one really odd, weird one. There was a weird one. I don't know if I would describe it as chode pubes. Chode. chode I, I was just, I was just gonna pubes. say yeah. maybe it's time to congratulate Steve on the birth of his uh, second child and first son, Aiden. And now Speaking he's talking pubes, about yeah. <laughs> flicking flicking balls and Aww. chode pubes is now. Uh, we uh, today today was circumcision day at the Shaw household so nice um I watched the penis get cut this morning <laughs> all right and we're back um, what's the next so uh, category the next category we every, yeah everyone named some good whiskey in that one right the next category is we're, we're gonna name both your Canadian whiskey of the year and your world whiskey of the year. Okay. So just one of each. We've been naming seven bottles for every award, it seems. So what oh, Sean's pouring a Canadian right now. This one's a banger. Not a crusher, but definitely a banger. <laughs> a banger. Yeah, no crushers there. Okay. Um Sean or I mean uh, Dark Lab. Sean can Oh, yeah. Um, I'll start with my World Whiskey of the Year. It's one that (laughs) we got the only bottle that was available in the entire city for the podcast episode that we did. Shut up. You're doing the same one? I have to. It's the best. All right. So, yeah, for my World Whiskey of the Year, I picked (laughs) Kaiho Sherry, and that Sherry with one R. Don't know why, but, uh, yeah, we had uh, the former rep on to discuss this on the podcast and I was blown away. Um, I love Mizanura Oak uh, whiskeys as it is. And this is Mizanura Oak on a boat all the way to Liverpool from Japan. Oh, and then, yeah. And then they 
put it in cherry casks to finish it. Uh, we tasted a few of the Kayo expressions, but this one by far was the one that blew me away. And uh, yeah, I absolutely loved it. The only shame is that we literally scoured the city and got the one bottle available for that podcast. Yeah. I'll steal someone I come over next. Yeah, I got, a, I got a half a bottle left. I've been savoring it because it's too good. And since I got to pick the same, well, actually, no, go, go to your Canadian. Sorry, I was about to steal your stage. Speaking of one that uh, multiple people will pick, uh, my Canadian stiller. Yeah, Canadian distillery, favorite distillery, two brewers. And uh, for me, the release 24, I popped it in 2020, so it didn't count. And this, I don't know, some some asshole picked this one. Barrel 204, Peter Pedro Jimenez. Edmonton Scotch Club. Uh, Travis was very, very gracious enough to let me purchase a bottle or two. And... Uh, yeah, so bottle 295 of 318, only 318 bottles made. And I could easily polish that off in a weekend, but I'm holding on to it very, very carefully. And uh, yeah, but peated PX from two brewers. Again, obviously, we're privy to information before the picks are made. And I remember Travis's text with the different options that he had and this one was like 18 lines long and i was like that's the one buddy that's the one he said well you know the club likes their peated stuff and so that has peat in it pick it <laughs> but it turns out that the uh, few people from love that did get to choose it chose this one and i'm so glad it is the best canadian whiskey that i tasted this year by far and it did not make my list for top Canadian on my channel because my top five overall picks for the entire year do not get to go twice. So they don't show up on the each category. So I haven't posted my top five yet, but it is in there. So hintity hint hint. Yeah. Well, I mean, by the time the podcast is out, my list will be gone and forgotten already. But are you sure? I figured, like, as far as I calculated, you're going to be done by about February 14th or something. <laughs> March, March 17th is March. when I end, end my awards. <laughs> yeah, it's June, and you're still like the Dark Cloud Award today goes to. You should just uh, assign awards all just, year long yeah. for whatever you decide like whatever topic the best cork yeah. of 2021 okay that would be a good award though because there's a lot of it cool corks out there oh there yeah. is. there's some there's some crazy ones how did we not i, think I, I could probably before. pick three right now <laughs> sick i like the right. signet cork no i mean the mcconnell's cork that adela yeah, bladnock that bladnock one's a weapon um the drum um, shambo cork is nice. I was just looking at that one, and yeah. that reminds me of the Morrison, uh, this Morrison Whiskey Company, whatever they're called now. The Dramore, no, Carnmore. <laughs> Their new corks with the gold inlay, like, yeah. There's a lot of good, beautiful corks out there. We're just a bunch of cork suckers. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> Sean, Sean McAlder. Yes. Name Canadian and name a world. World Whiskey of the Year award goes to K 
Kajura, 10-year-old, single-grain rice whiskey aged in a new oak virgin barrel. That's one that tastes like mushroom soup. It's so weird. I just love it so much. Were you on that tasting? Um, I was, and then I... um, and then I put a bottle of this in our ten-year tasting that we did. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so that's how that was a cool tasting. That uh, it was cool, yeah. The TS bubble, um, yeah. Guys, did for us. And so I just can't get enough of this bottle, other than how much it costs, because it's not cheap. But it's a beautiful whiskey. I just, it's so weird. I love it. Anyways. Um, I remember just really not liking it in that 10-year tasting. Just really? For whatever reason, that night, the weirdness, the mushroom soup. That's I, I just <laughs> I remember specifically not liking that one, and that's why I love these things, because it's like you, you just don't know what everyone's taste and palates are. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad whiskey. I just didn't like it. So it's it's I love seeing the, the differences. And when we Considering do those we're picking ones, a lot of the same ones. Yeah, when we do those ones blind, because all the age statement ones I do are blind, you know, you don't know what you're ranking. And then when it comes out at the end, it's, I don't know, it's super fun. Anyways, Canadian Whiskey of the Year. I'm going a different direction because I know there's going to be a lot of two brewers in this room. Well, in this virtual room. But I'm going with the J.P. Weiser's 22-year-old cask strength blend port cask finish at 59.7%. If it's not obvious, I have a thing for port casks finishes. Um, This one... I get just like this peanut brittle note mixed with the port. And then it's like everything you want Canadian blended whiskey to be is in this whiskey plus the port. And at cask strength, I just love this bottle. So that's my uh, Canadian whiskey of the year. That's a good choice. That one's, uh, I only tasted it in a tasting, so I didn't buy a bottle or anything. Um, but I remember thinking those those Wisers, those aged Wisers releases have been pretty consistently good. Mm-hmm. And especially at cask strength. Like yeah. I just, because I know they had their 18-year-old, which is supposed to be quite good as well. I haven't tried it, but it's only 40%, I think. So this one coming at 59.7. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's the special releases, I think, are usually cask strength. That could be yeah. wrong. For Wisers, yeah. It, and, but that's a... That's what really separates it, though, is releasing a cast strength because the, like the Pike Creek stuff, is it like their twenty plus year or aged releases? They've done some sherry and kind of a mix of casts. They're they're good, but they're not they're not as good as like the cast strength stuff the Wisers do, and they all like they essentially all come from the same house, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I really think it's that cast strength that separates it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's my picks. Nice picks. I like it. White cloud, Travis. <laughs> Travis, the white cloud. The white cloud. Yeah. If if well, a lot, obviously, a lot of you. I was gonna say a lot of you aren't privy to our group chat. Um, nobody's privy to the group chat other than who's in here. Um, Thank Tra- fuck. Travis and Sean. Travis and Sean like to debate about everything. Like even the side of bed they wake up on in the morning. So it's <laughs> it's like an ongoing. I woke up. What was it? Yesterday morning. I woke up a little bit late, and 
There's like 40 pages of you guys chatting about God knows what. Even this morning, I woke up six in the morning. I woke up this morning and there was 50 new messages. You know, you you have to keep Sean on his toes. You can't just let the dark cloud take over. And sometimes a white cloud has to sneak in and and just kind of just question, question some of this stuff. Cause I've been getting dark clouded lately. Like it's coming over to me. And it's you know, seeping into my soul a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's what you're saying rainy, is it's working. Yeah, yeah it's basically. That, it's that rainy, it's just that rainy weather effect, right? You get, you just start to feel depressed when you're hanging around with real dark clouds above you all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, <laughs> Travis, fire away. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go with, uh, and and I haven't bought a lot of Canadian whiskey this year. I'm not gonna lie, and it's because. I bought a lot of this whiskey because I had to slash wanted to. Um, but yeah, it's, it's my second ever, second ever cast pick for the Edmonton Scotch club. And like we were talking earlier, when you pick a cask, it is such a cool experience. It is such a nerve wracking experience. Um, these samples were given to us through Dave Gardner, Yukon Dave, um, provided, provided me with, it was three or four samples, three, I think three, and we actually divided them into a five, five smaller samples, and we had a five, um, five-person sort of committee that chose this cast. So it was a different process, but uh, the whiskey that came out of it was fantastic. The people at Two Brewers so easy to work with. Um, and on New Year's Eve, I drank a lot of this. Uh, when my wife and kids were in bed by 9 p.m. and watched Seinfeld by myself, um, it was quite a New Year's Eve, and this whiskey made it fantastic. I will say, um, it is it is my whiskey of the year in the sense of like what it means to me and all that. But I've actually switched my whiskey of the year to a whiskey that just has not has just really stood out in my brain for something being really special so i switched this to my canadian and i'm gonna i'm gonna change my whiskey of the year can i ask a question um how many bottles of your own whiskey did you buy uh, the answer is not as many as you (laughs) (laughs) not not a tower of boxes not a tower okay yeah. I mean, I like I like to drink one bottle really quick. Then I like my second one to go a little slower. Then I'll do a third, and then I like to just kind of tuck one, tuck some away. So I think I bought, I think I bought eight, eight to ten. So you're not tucking two full cases away like me? No, no, yeah. no. Okay. And I'm already regretting not buying more though. So yeah, you know, easy to say at the time, but it's I I could give these as gifts for the next. 20 years of my life and tell the story you know it's yeah yeah you know it's it's always hard because your money's never as as available when you were buying these things for and then sure yeah three years later you're like why did i not spend an extra you know couple hundred bucks but it, it is what it is totally yeah no i was just curious yeah no for sure i i wish i would have bought more of that instant that i that i bought however long ago that was what two years ago now almost wasn't it don't even fucking get me started on not getting enough bottles of that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, my my, my uh, picks in this category are going to sound a lot like Sean Kincaid's. So the Kyle, like the, that Kyle Sherry is insanely good. The Mizanera and the 
and the cherry kind of mixed together. Like it's aged in Mizanera for most of its life and then finished in cherry for what, like three or four years or something like that? Sean, wasn't it? Yeah, something crazy. Something like that. that. Like it's, yeah. if you were to take a good, if you were to take like a 2013 Glendronic, Glendronic, um, I don't know, 15 or 18 year and mix or I don't know, blend some Mizanera. It that's basically how it tastes like. Like it's rich and disgust, disgustingly good. You guys are all uh, looking at your phone. Are you texting each other while we're having a podcast or what's going on? <laughs> Literally, uh, Kinky, it's texting it was boring, me. That's correct. Boring, Sean. <laughs> I'm getting shit for not putting my kids to bed, even though I did. Kids put themselves to bed if you just wait till they fall asleep. Right on the floor. Yeah. Um, and then, what was the other one you picked, Sean? Oh, Canadian. Uh, the, the Canadian one. Yeah, the Still not yeah that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely Travis's two birds pick. That, one, that stood out from the beginning. Um, if, if I was to pick out like a one that surprised me was the like the 40 creek master's cut cast strength that came out this year that one that one stood out to me it wasn't like amazing but it stood out to the point where it was memorable other than that i didn't try like yeah i didn't try a lot of canadian whiskeys that's something i want to do in 2022 is maybe try more canadian whiskey or search out more distilleries there's a crap load of just like canadian distilleries out there making whiskey and it's not like sure it's not found in stores but you can you can order it to your house and i, I kind of want to make a point to uh to do that well we should do like when the you know when the new wiser stuff comes out with the lot 40 stuff we should try and make sure we get a set of samples at the very least and and review them on on here and at least we can say we've tried them go out and buy the ones you know i know um a lot of people have tried them we i just it's it's not i'm not gonna lie there's a lot of whiskey out there there is yeah, it's hard <laughs> to keep it, up with it all it's really hard and I, I don't drink every single night and um obviously we have a lot of new stuff coming in and uh i i, I can only do so much so can, can, canadian whiskey did take a back a back seat this year but we can change that next year mind you two brewers didn't take a back seat they got lots of attention they did yeah they they always get lots of attention though and for good reason right yeah honestly i could have picked four two brewers releases this year as like top four out of five spots in my canadian whiskey like that that uh 20 was it 22 or 23 year old the one that sean picked that port cask that one was un- unreal too yeah it was really good. but i don't know to me just it's the innovation and the creativity that they're using and they're not the only ones there's going to be lots of that that uh, i just tried the sample of that grain henge last night and i am kicking myself for not buying a bottle when they were available it is it i if i would have tasted that blind i would have said 12 to 15 year old whiskey and it's three it's yeah it is that good my wife liked it and she hates whiskey so uh, yeah sound. i was i was pleasantly 
pleasantly surprised by that Grainhenge and the fact that it's from Alberta, from a micro, like a craft brewer. Um, maybe that's the secret to Canadian single malt is you got to be a brewer first and then make whiskey after that. It's true. It worked for two brewers, and uh, we'll see if it works for Charles Monk. I haven't even had my sample yet. The uh, the rep who sent me the sample emailed me the other day with a little a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, have you tried it yet? So I'll have to get on. And I know, uh, but it's it's good to hear that people are enjoying it. The thing is, there wasn't a lot of build up to it. It just came out of nowhere, and they're like, "We have a whiskey now." It was kind of weird. Yeah, they didn't do a great job. Yeah, um, I don't know putting it out there before it's released i think that's i think that was part of their ploy though is they didn't want a bunch of people to know about it which i mean it worked because like my boss at my old boss at work he messaged me one day he's like yeah i just bought this bottle somebody told me to get it and i got it and i'm gonna hold on to it for 20 years i was like cool he has no idea what he's talking about but he got one because it's from alberta it's the first release and yeah, I mean, I'm thankful I got to try it, and I'm kicking myself that I didn't buy a bottle. Yeah, that's good to know. I'll dip into mine soon. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, are we... Wait. Hey there, it's been a hot minute, and I just want to interrupt and bring you a quick message from our sponsors of today's show. Enjoy. excellent sponsors for supporting the show and thank you for continuing to listen have a great rest of your day next category right uh we're on blends yeah baby travis give me your blends i get to start uh i think 2022 is going to be the year of the blend you guys Hell yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Whoa the now. year of the blend. Uh, no, we've been, somebody else has already proclaimed that. <laughs> we've been preaching blends for a while, but, uh, I mean, just, just in terms of the stuff that we're going to be bringing PWS-wise, I know we have at least two two or more blends coming on the market, so it, it's, uh, it's, it's an exciting category because there's so much variety and that's what i love but the my bias pick of the year was the single cast nation blended malt mike breezebaugh's uh whiskey explorer release um crazy blend edgington blend all that fun stuff loved it but Mm -hmm. my my pick for blend of the year and here's what i want to point out that my whiskeys for this year not one of them is over 150 dollars I do not buy a lot of whiskeys over $150, uh, except maybe my whiskey of the year. I think I might have gone a little bit over, but um, a lot of these, I don't spend that, so I'm not going to pick whiskeys that I don't buy or would buy. So the my blend of the year is just the Compass Box Orchard House. 
Mm-hmm. And we reviewed it on our blends episode. Um, I've gone back to it a lot, and it's just it's a whiskey that I have I would pour and just have zero issues pouring it for anybody that came to my house. Uh, I love the easiness of it. I love the fruitiness of it. Um, the bottle looks nice, and that's that's why it's my pick. It's a, it's just a nice blend you can pour for anybody. Yeah, you definitely love that from the minute that you got it. You were preaching yeah. about it, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it's compass box, right? There's not too many too many bad releases that they put out. But, no. yeah, it's that's, that's a great pick. And it's budget conscious, you know. You can pretty much anybody can pick it up. And, and they 70, made 70 enough bucks. that anybody can pick it up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not – I'm like – I'm kind of – when I look – when we do these things and there's different ways of doing your list right but this without even thinking about it i just looked at the desk and i was like all these are 150 dollars it's because i don't have whiskeys in my shelf that are over 150 dollars i just don't mm-hmm. and if I, I do i have a, a spring bank 21 that i got in sort of some trading <gasps> like that <laughs> so but other than that that's just that's what i drink so um anyways if you don't have a bottle grab one they're about 70 bucks if you guys are watching what we're watching you could you could see a little bit of travis's like peacock feathers kind of flying up behind his back yeah i yeah. saw that too um yeah saw you that saw too. that okay yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure i wasn't though yeah. his chest got really puffy and he started screaming yeah yeah the oh there he goes lungs. there he goes all the colors are <laughs> there's fine. the gold yeah. i was just blinded by the gold it was like opening the wrapper of a charlie charlie in the chocolate factory is winning chocolate bar um <laughs> sean mccalder let me hear your uh favorite blends i'm gonna keep this short and sweet blend of the year jj Corey's the gale here's why it's a blend it's ex-bourbon it's sherry cask it's grain it's malt it's 46 percent and the oldest whiskeys in here are rumored to be 23 years old i think um kincaid will probably correct me on that but I'm pretty sure that's correct. Anyways, it is beautiful. It is awesome. It is under a hundred dollars, and it should be my Irish whiskey of the year. But I have a different one for that, so it's my blend of the year. That's it. Sean out. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Did we taste that at the uh, our Irish whiskey episode? No. No. We did not. No, we didn't. And this bottle is different. This is actually not the one available here. Yeah, that's batch. This is batch six. six. The, one, the one available here is batch two. So, but they said there's they, not a uh, lot of batch variation, right? No, they they said there is a little bit, but after batch three, they went away with the batch numbers just because they had to produce it so quickly and so much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they just did away with the batch numbers, and they said from like the numbered batches one, two, and three to now there is a little bit of variation, but they were pretty pretty able to nail it down for four, five, and six to kind of be you know ninety five percent the same. So nice. Yeah, great pick. One of the first guests, big guests that Steve and I ever had was Louise from JJ Corey, and you can just tell talking to her the passion that they have for making bonding whiskey which is a lost art but uh 
to segue into mine, mine is also from JJ Corey, but I am going above the monetary mark that Travis set, and I'm going above the available anywhere category. <laughs> yeah. So mine is uh, JJ Corey. I didn't Corey. even charge you to mule it either. No, you didn't. I just gave you one of the minis that I had. So it's JJ Corey, the story. And it was a one-off that they did for Stories and Sips, which was another one of our first guests, Barry Chandler. And they collaborated and launched that for his Irish whiskey group on Facebook. And I was lucky enough to score six mini bottles and one of the big bottles. And, yeah, it is unreal. It is one of the best Irish whiskeys I've had. Um I mean, the story that goes along with how it was made, how it was presented, everything about it was, you know, above grade. So, yeah, that's my blend of the year, J.J. Corey, the story. Cool. Love it. Um, There was a lot of good, a lot of good blends, I feel, this year. And I like that we got the conversation going around blends. mainly by design because Travis and I have some blends coming but it's uh, they, they don't get they're always a good like tip, not always but typically they're good value buy and pour and they're a lot there's a lot of really good very attainable blends and e- like easy on the pocket like there's so much to love about blends that they don't ever get the stage that that some of these distillery releases get so I like that people are are taking notice and talking about it more. Um, that that single castation blend was awesome. Edgerton blend like that to be able to bring in as much as we could and collaborate with with like Breezeball on it was uh, was a really cool experience. So that's definitely one of them. Um, <clears throat> two, I know I just talked about how blends are good buys and stuff. These ones are a little more expensive, but these two blends definitely spoke to me the whiskey facile oh yeah the whiskey facile the two 2001 17 year sherry cast um our friend igor like this thing is deadly good and then the other one that i know travis likes well that we all like is that the whiskey agency 17 year sherry as well yeah like these are two unreal blends in my eyes like there's very few 17 year old single malts that will stand up against these two i don't know about you guys but yeah it's just it's great that most people were talking about those in their uh 2020 episode but they're really good blends <laughs> and uh hey i did, i tried them last year we had them in a tasting <laughs> last year come on the, the TWA is still available. Uh, there's still several bottles left in Alberta at a certain store that uh, I would highly recommend the TWA 17 blend for sure. I didn't even think about that one. I don't know why. Well, I think it was it's good though. It's very good. It was 2020. Oh, I think. Now, the ones that came, because the original release, the one that you picked up, and then they came back like months later, is it the exact same cask and everything, or is it a different cask? Well, it's the same blend of casks. I think it's the same release. 
Yeah. Okay. They just held back some bottles and were able to get more. Well, yeah. Sometimes when you uh, you go to your supplier and and they must have sent maybe they sent Igor twenty cases and then they sold through and they said, well, we have fifteen more cases or something. I, that's what I'm guessing happened. Um, I'm not 100% positive, but yeah, it was. It's it is that is one of my. I have a bottle tucked away for a special occasion. It's fantastic. And we got to mention those whiskey facile labels are unreal. They're like ducks. So good. it's just a duck. <laughs> Love it. It's, it's so. so they're it's so out in left field. I know. It's like a duck. <laughs> I, I can but I love like, it. Can you imagine being around that table and they're like, "Oh, what should we do to label?" And one guy's like, "We should totally put a female mallard duck on it." And the rest are like, "That's a great idea." <laughs> Done. <laughs> if you were yeah. to, if you were to like be in Igor's brain while he's searching out companies to represent. He oh. purely just goes on websites and looks for cool labels and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm targeting this label, this, like, he, he has a portfolio of fantastic labels. Oh, it's a portfolio of obscurity. Like, it's yeah. just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy and cool and he, like, the whiskey agency um, bottles, that, like, releases that come in, they're all great great quality and they don't get talked a lot about honestly but the thing, I yeah, think change. he's going to do he's trying to do more to get him under the spotlight and he's working with mike and he's doing what he can um but yeah i'd, I'd be happy for him to get that brand out there because they're a good independent bottling line yeah, I remember even a couple of years ago when Josh and I went to Calgary and we'd see all the whiskey agency and they were all very similar labels. They all had like guys flying through the air with umbrellas and they were all the same tone. Yeah. And now the whiskey agency are all these like super bright, colorful, dark backgrounds and they catch your eye. They caught your eye for a different reason before and they're definitely catching your eye now. Mm-hmm. So. I love that umbrella one. That umbrella one. Yeah, yeah the umbrella one's cool. Really like cool. It and it was a great whiskey, too. Yeah, it was. Okay, on to the Irish category. And I'm only going to ask Travis and Sean McCalder because, <laughs> Travis, we don't have enough time in this segment to hear what Sean's best, favorite Irish whiskeys are. I think that's a whole fucking post, quit. I post today, I oh. post today asking for one, what, one distillery you would like to just look into more in 2022 and sean's like i have 25 irish distilleries that i'm gonna look into <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways um we'll say sean for last let's go back to travis yes um i gotta i'm gonna be completely honest here my exploration into irish whiskey took its biggest step forward last saint patrick's day during covid um, the Irish invasion tasting, but also just Sean Kincaid yelling at me. And <laughs> the, the, I went out and bought a bunch of stuff. I bought a Kilbegan single pot still. Um, I bought a Glendala 13 year. I got the McConnell's bottle in there. I got that 21 year old weird ga- Gaelic or Gaelic, whatever. You know that one that weird independently bottled? Yeah, we have it all. We all have it. Is that, yeah. is that the Colnacraigan? The Colnacraigan. I poured some last night. I'm um, pretty sure that's Scottish. 
Well, it looks Irish to me. Yeah, it, <laughs> uh, fair enough. It looks, it walks like an Irish and it talks like an Irish. So, so I, and then, and then, obviously now with with um, with us, we got a couple of really cool Irish brands coming in. So I, I gotta thank you, Sean. I think you've kind of you have really aggressively pushed me into trying more of this stuff. Uh, my bias pick of the year. One that was featured at the Irish Invasion tasting, but that Killowin rum and raisin five-year-old, um, it's just fantastic. I don't know what else to say about it. 55%. I'm not going to go too much into my biased picks. My unbiased pick is one we reviewed on the podcast, and I I tried a sample of it, and then I went out and bought a bottle, and I just cracked that bottle for this. But it's the Bushmills 10-year uh, Causeway. And I'm going to go back to bottles that people can actually go out after this podcast and probably still buy. And this is one of them, $76, 10-year-old Irish whiskey, finished in cognac casks, 46% ABV. In terms of value, it, it just does not get much better. I mean, Sean and I were just talking the other day about whiskeys going up in price and up in price. A 10-year-old, 46%. Cognac cast finish for 76 bucks and it's delicious. So there's my Irish pick. Nice. YG Whiskey Nights. I'm here. I'm ready. I got a couple. Because I initially posted about a bottle, but it's not, it's not available here. So I don't think that's a fair pick. But my pick is the McConnell's five-year-old Irish blend. And just because I was just stoked on this bottle, it's really, really good. It's 42%. It's like a budget Irish blend. The bottle looks cool as shit. And it has a real cool story behind it. And I really like that they have a five-year-old age statement on it. I think that's cool and bold to do. But realistically... I don't think I really looked back at the whole year um, when I picked that. My actual favorite Irish whiskey of the year is, and maybe ever, is Writer's Tier Double Oak, which is the blend of single malt and pot still whiskey um, in uh, cognac casks as well. And so this is, this is just a hot damn. This one. This is a. Can you find? Can you find that crusher anywhere? You can find this crusher most, well, not most places, but like, you know, everything wine it's and more pretty has readily it. Available. Like I'm sure, pretty sure wine and beyond has it. Like it's pretty readily available. Yeah. And how much is it? It's probably the similar price to that uh, Bushmills, probably seventy bucks at the most. I'd say. It's a, it's a, I don't know if it's a crusher. It's a banger for sure though. Yeah. I apologize for It's crazy because the the, the gun on cracker, like maybe, (laughs) maybe like a shredder or a Mm. granulator or a cutter. Um, yeah. A compactor maybe. A grinder. I don't know. Nope. It's crazy though. Cause how many double oak, double oak whiskeys? do you know and it's always bourbon and sherry and this one is ex-bourbon and ex-cognac which that caught my attention right away and then mccaller's absolute love for writer's tears pushed me to get as many as i could get my hands on yeah it's just a beautiful beautiful dram 
So that's my picks. It's a good picks. Um, who's up? Is it? Is it? Is it the dark cloud himself? It is. Well, I'll go. I'll go. I'll give Sean this the the last stage, <laughs> mainly mainly because mine are. I'd see. I'm not going first, so I get to be lame all the time. And my two uh, picks are exactly what Travis is worth. Uh, the Killwin rum and raisin is is like every. I don't know. It's bit mind blowing. In like if if a crusher took like a, a I don't know some testosterone supplements or something, and that like that's how it stood. It just. It spoke to me. Like it a devastating the journey. The journey was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, as far as like interesting, um, available, and kind of everything, everything in between that that Bushmills ten year causeway, definitely. So, Sean, the floor is yours, buddy. All right. Well, just insert my own hour long episode for this part, but uh, no. Um, Man, this is to me. This was the year of Irish whiskey. Uh, I dove headfirst six times over into it. Um, every, like every pick that you guys put out there made my top five, top ten list easily. Um, I do have to give shout out to the Temple Bar uh, fourteen Malbec cask, another one that we did on our Irish episode, and it was. It was so different and so weird, and I so absolutely loved. Yeah, it was so good. And honestly, I hadn't even tried it before that, before we did the podcast, and it blew me away. I came home and poured myself another right away. Um, I can't go talking about our best of Irish without my distillery of the year being Kilbegan. Uh, Irish Invasion One. We had I threw in the small batch rye just as a secret blind dram at the end of the taste and that one blew people away i ended up shipping bottles to friends that couldn't get it and then obviously like jj Corey, mcconnell's all the stuff that you know came didn't come could have come but one of them that stood out and i got six messages today about it is the other one from PWS that was in the Irish Invasion 2, and that's the two-stack yeah, smoke and mirrors. Imperial PX finish cast strength single malt. Yeah. So this one's a little different than what we're getting because this one was Imperial Oatmeal Stout cask aged. And phew, this one, I like literally have the heel from the tasting, and I've taken maybe two pours of it, and it's so damn good. And I'm on my a bottle of that, and I don't, because I am the <laughs> Irish guy. <laughs> um, the Bushmills Ten took my number one spot on my Instagram for Whiskey of the Year. Um, you know, it's the first non-core range that we got in Canada, and up the ABV, like Trav said, and cognac cask something about irish whiskey and cognac casks just does something special and then uh i can't really say my all year number one because it's also my best whiskey of the year so i'll leave it at that 
Oh, I know what it is. But you, I mean, it looked like you were just looking on your shelf and just naming things like Brick Tamlin on Anchorman. Like, I love, I love Lamp. Lamp. I love Bushmills. <laughs> I love Kilbegan. I, I, you, you just read every Irish bottle on your shelf. They're oh God! Fantastic. Yeah. I agree with you on that Temple Bar. Yeah, um, that was a cool. I, I contemplated having it on my list, but I put the Bushmills just because I felt like it was a bottle more people would be able to grab. Um, but they're both really good, so it, it it was it was a great year for Irish whiskey. Yeah, and I mean, I'm ju- I'm just trying to play a small part and bring the objectivity and the make Irish whiskey be seen as much as possible. And yeah, I mean, I have fun doing it. I know I yeah. ram it down just, everybody's throats, but you're just very, it's very fun. quietly, very subtly, just yeah. trying to very <laughs> pa- passively tell people about a passion of yours. It's you're not over the top about it. Yeah. It's no, crazy. If, any, it. if anything's being Easy seen, it. you are. <laughs> <laughs> we see you. We see you, Sean Kincaid, and we accept. You. <laughs> I, I, I feel it. I feel Sean, it. We we see you. We see you. We see you. <laughs> I appreciate it. We appreciate you. Um, anybody else have some loving, endearing words to say for Sean? No, let's let's. Uh, That's enough. Yeah, let's wrap this thing up with our last two categories. Scotch, Scotch. Let's go in quick. Um, yeah. Go, Sean. Keep going. Roll with it. Me? Yep. Sean. All right. Kincaid. While you All have right. an internet connection, just talk. All right. Um. My number one Scotch whiskey of the year, independent bottler, Barry Bros and Road, seventeen-year-old secret Speyside. Oh, he did it! Distillation year two thousand, bottled in twenty eighteen. It was exclusive for Sierra Springs Liquor Store in Airdrie. Has a cool story of how I got that bottle. Um, there was many reviews saying it tasted like the bile from Dead Wildebeest. Um, many dead carcasses and I said holy fuck I need to try that and I did and it is in my top five whiskeys of the year and for this it's my scotch whiskey of the year love it Paul Bovis will be very happy very for that pick Uh, they are still available as far as I know from a couple days ago and uh, Josh Ward carcass yeah, Josh Ford has put in an advance order for one of the last remaining cases of this whiskey. Cases. <laughs> Classic cases. Josh. Yeah. Wow. Cases. Are we talking about cases? <laughs> I don't even buy cases of my own cask. This guy's just buying cases of carcass whiskey. I love good. it. Mitt, um, Sean. It's also my final dram of the evening for this. I'm choking down this dead wildebeest choke it down choke all of it down uh sean mccalder what are the category are we on we're scotch yeah scotch okay. um favorite scotch here's let me the hear thing. those let me see those spirit figures <clears throat> i for whatever reason haven't really been digging that much scotch this year i feel like i've been hitting the a bourbon american and irish to a whole nother level all year that being said we just lost about 50 listeners yeah i know (laughs) but what i want to do is i want to shout out a surprise 
I'm going to give it my scotch of the year because uh, why not? Is a basic entry-level bottle that you can find, Ball Blair 12-year-old. It is a an exceptional um, bourbon cast scotch and at a normal 12-year-old price. It just, when we I had it in a tasting and it was the first one on the lineup and by the end of the tasting, so that's eight drams later, people are still talking about this Ball Blair 12 and how good it was. That's something special to me and so I really, really enjoyed the Ball Blair 12 and I'm going to go with that one. Did you know those um, when Ball Blair used to have the they had the year it was distilled instead of an age, right? Yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So like the Ball Blair '97. So when when they switched to the age statement in terms of like 12 year, I actually went and bought uh, I think three of the, the old versions, and they're giant bottles and giant boxes. They take up way too much room in your cabinet. Yeah, I love them though. But they are Ball Blair is. And I don't know if anyone's going to have them in the next category we're doing, but it, they make some fantastic whiskey. Yeah. Um, and do not get talked about nearly enough, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. So that's my the, that's my the, whiskey. I will say the, the, yeah. the twelve the twelve year is enjoyable for the price, and it's it's good. The fifteen year, not good, or I'm not a fan of at all. Interesting. Yeah. The eighteen year, kind of flat for its price range so interesting i don't know i was also i was a big fan of the 1999 and the 1991 bell blairs and the eight was it the 88 or 89 like those were all exceptional yep. exceptional whiskey so it kind of i i drank a decent amount of ball blair bell blair back when when they when they like with their old branding and when they went to the new branding and started with these age statements that, that could have played into me not not enjoying it. I don't know. But I just didn't... Let's just say I haven't bought a bottle of Bell Blair since. They changed their branding. So Well, even the even the old Bell Blair, the bottles themselves were cool. Yeah. They had that kind of oval, you know, they felt cool. Those boxes, they were so boxes. annoying to get the bottle in and out of, but they were awesome. But even, <laughs> but even back then, they still weren't getting a ton of attention. Is that... And mm-hmm. but what usually happens? Uh, I shouldn't say usually. If a, when a company comes in and you got a big marketing guy and a big budget, and they come in and they do a big rebrand like that, usually I want to say, but maybe we can do an episode on this, and maybe it isn't always usually, but the the spirit often takes a hit, right? And I don't know if that happened with Ball Blair. I'm not saying the Ball Blair 12. I haven't had the new 12, so I can't comment. Um, I'm sure it's good if Sean says it's good. Anyways, it's a topic for another day. Yeah, we can. Yeah, you guys we done get into it honestly, all over my selection. Yeah, no, no, no. I said the twelve. <laughs> the twelve out of all of them was I know, was the just, only one that I would get into for sure. Just kidding. It's um, if you think about it, like they're 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 looking for a completely different consistency of release at, for sure. When they're when you're looking at 12, 15, 18 year old releases versus. Yeah. Um, vintage years when you think about it so it's just completely different philosophies and you don't really know what the like what's the end game I don't know we, we definitely that's a great show topic because there's like Bal Blair there's um, Aaron Ben Aaron Romack there's Aaron there's Glenn Goyne 
come and going. There's there's a handful of brands that have gone through rebranding in the last couple of years because they're trying Bush to mills. Yeah, like yeah. So yeah, definitely let's shelf it. Shelf it. Shelf it. Shelf it. Add it to the list. Um, biased pick of the year, which is the one I just poured, is the and I actually went back forth on this. I had two that I was going, and they were both single cast nation releases. Um, the one I originally was leaning towards was the Tianinic, the Tianinic, Tianinic, uh, the Tianinic second fill bourbon. Tianinic. There's two ends. Tianinic. Um, that bourbon cast that, that surprised a lot of people. Um, but I ended up going back with the one that I really end up pouring more of than any of the releases, which is the Blair Athol 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the single cast nation Blair Athol 10 year, 50, 55.3%. Honestly, this, I just, I, I pour this and it's, it's a lot like this Bushmills 10. I just, I keep wanting to drink more. I don't have to add water. I love it. It's delicious. Um, my, this is going to be a surprise because nobody has talked about this whiskey throughout the year. Uh, I bought it at Kensington Wine Market on sale, so it could have been maybe available in 2020. It was in our club advent calendar this year, but I got the heel of it, and I went searching for a full bottle today, but it's a Valinch and Mallet uh, Dufftown 11-year-old. It's my most expensive whiskey today. I think it's 148 bucks. 11-year-old from a distillery nobody talks about, Dufftown for the most part, 51.9%. It's a sherry cask and bordering on a sherry bomb, but not a sherry bomb, which if it was a sherry bomb, I probably wouldn't have picked it. Um, I was filling up samples for upcoming tasting last night. I poured myself a dram and... I ended up pouring a second dram. I just kept going back to it, and uh, it yeah, it's it's a whiskey that it's again Valencia Mallet, which is another Igor whiskey. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, I like picking a whiskey that hasn't really been discussed throughout the year, and it was on sale, which means it didn't sell really well, probably because it's Dufftown. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if you see a bottle of this Valencia Mallet Dufftown 11, buy it. You will enjoy it. So what's a, can I piggyback on that? What's the price point of course. on that? You can do whatever you so, want. So there was back early in the year, and Steve, you know this, um, Igor and I, we talked a lot. He was trying to get us to do uh, a tasting if it was available in person. He was going to come out just to get his brands out there, kind of what he's doing with uh, with Mike Breezeball now. And through our conversation, he kept saying, like, this is on my next shipment. He would tell me what's coming out. And he said, there is one coming out. It's labeled literally for the whiskey fabric. So it was meant just for Canada, just for the whiskey drinkers in Canada. And it's a Valentian mallet. And it's sherry cask bordering on sherry bomb. But it's from McDuff. And lately, McDuff has been getting a lot of praise due to another one of his uh, lines doing a store pick, McDuff, and in a sherry cask. And I just got me researching because I hid that bottle away. and But it was because I was, every time I'd pull it out, I'd drink four or five drams from it. And uh, I just started looking into McDuff, and I didn't have a clue that McDuff is the independent bottler name for the Glen Devron distillery. Yeah. And huh. I don't like 
the Glenn Devron stuff at all. Yeah. But this McDuff and the one at ABC, it's unreal. It just, it's one of those things where indie, indie bottles of distillery are fantastic and the distillery releases just don't mesh well. Steve knows all about that. Uh, Carmore just released, uh, Rare Drams and Carmore just released a, a McDuff as well. A bourbon cast McDuff. Josh just reviewed it, um, the Heathens, and it's a bourbon cast McDuff, and they loved it as well. Um, so maybe maybe this next year we, we just start hunting down, like, and we'll do it in our next category, but distilleries that people aren't talking about. Maybe that's that's a goal. Anyway, Steve, that's you haven't definitely done wanted. Um, my uh, scotch, 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 scotch. Honestly, the one that kind of stood out for me the most was the. Um, what are you eating, Sean? <laughs> I just said someone just brought up snacks. I just had banana bread delivery. <laughs> what a what a wife, Sean. Banana bread, yeah. She's a wonderful one. Um, thanks for interrupting me with your snack. Uh, <laughs> it, honestly, the the uh, Offerman edition from Lagavulin. Yeah, the Guinness. That just like I don't know, just hit me in in a way that not a lot of other whiskeys have. Um, I just love that like toasted vanilla and you really got the creaminess from the stout which a lot of people have tried a stout cask and fail at a stout cask like they're not they don't really capture the true character of like a real rich creamy stout or dark beer i felt like they i felt like like nailed this one like nailed it it um, hit you like the spray coming from an open can of guinness while you're trying to take a photo of it yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of the wildest photo shoots we've ever done. Like bright and sunny, and then ten minutes that later, thing we're in a popped though. storm. Yeah, that yeah. that did pop. Don't shake a Guinness can. It's yeah. like it's like yeah, it's like shaking can of C four. It explodes. <laughs> um. So yeah, and, and obviously there's you guys have named some other ones. I'm not going to bother naming some of the some of the same same stuff. The 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 Tenic, Cast Nation, I thought was like, a, honestly, in my eyes, like a revolutionary bourbon cask single malt. It was to the point where it it would turn a sherry drinking single malt guy into. Hey, I want to try some more bourbon cast. I think, right? Like that—that's the kind of bourbon cast single malt that was. So yeah, and we, and you and I with those bourbon casts out of that, we were taught, we were preaching the bourbon cast, and then we poured that Tina Nick for people, and there were people were blown away by it. So it was a, it was nice to see a bourbon cask kind of surprise some people. Yeah, exactly. When you when you have Josh Ward picking that as one of his whiskeys of the year, and he is a sherry head of all sherry heads, and like it's the funkier yeah. the better. For sure, that goes to show you how good it was. Oh, I just God. want to. Uh, just touch on one more release just as an honorable mention that you guys actually brought in and for whatever reason i loved it and i didn't really hear much of it it's that inch fad from dram more 
Oh yeah, that's a good one. That is a funky, sherry, beast, crusher, whatever you want to call it. And I absolutely love it. And I'm so glad you guys brought that in with the Dram More stuff. It was probably one of my surprises of the year. Josh, uh, Josh sent me pictures today. They're doing a review video on it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of these days here coming up. Are they just? I think they just recorded. Not sure when they're posting. Um, but that there's there's still bottles of that left. And I said to Josh when he sent mm-hmm. me, I said people more people need to try this thing. They have to. Yeah. And it's it's also a lost brand name. So it's a lost brand name because Inchfad's not coming back. It's old Loch Lomond peated stuff. Um, I, I really hope that maybe between us talking about it, Josh talking about it, more people try it because it is, yeah. When you talk about funk and yeah. all that stuff, Pete and Sherry, yeah. I, thanks for pointing that out, Sean. Yeah, that's a it good was, call, Sean. I haven't cracked my personal bottle yet, so it was hard for me just from tasting like the samples from the PWS stuff uh, to put it on my list, but I know I, I enjoyed it, so... It is delicious. Um, so the next category is just overall, which I'm sure is going to be a single malt scotch for maybe some, maybe not all. But I'm uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna just start because just in case I copy somebody again, I want to have the floor for once. So I, I, I probably who knows mine might be different. But um, in a virtual tasting that our club did back in March. Um, this is the cool, like, I, I love the story behind everybody kind of getting to know this, this whiskey, because this is what, this is what tastings are all about. This is what, this is what they're supposed to do. And this Glenn Berge, we, I feel that tasting, put it on the map. Like it is, we, that, that night it was just like constant messages in the chat being like, just bought one, just bought two, just bought a case, just bought a case, just bought four. Like it was just over and over and over. But the first editions from Douglas Lang, um, wait, is it Douglas Lang or is it? Uh, first editions, I think it's Hunter Lang. Hunter Lang, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Hunter Lang. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ni- 1999 was 21 years of peated Bergie bourbon barrel this thing is as good of a peated whiskey as i've ever had honestly the 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 craziest thing is like when i posted it as one of my um scotch whiskeys of the year and the color on it for being a bourbon it's darker than a lot of x sherry's and like i was lucky that i was just just recently given a bottle of it from one of our buddies who's more than generous because i honestly from that tasting i missed out on it and that tasting alone sold out alberta which (laughs) it really did that's insane that's insane travis you were in that tasting right uh oh yeah no i I, you were in it yeah that's yeah you got it was one of your uh typical pass out or no just ghost out and then the Uh, chair yeah chair sits in the virtual for hours it was (laughs) it was a memorable tasting and i'm looking at the stats on this glenbergi 20 years in the cask and it still sits at 58.6 percent that's high abv for 20 years in a cask which means i don't know where it was matured but I'm guessing low temperatures, like it was a slow maturation. I mean, 
that's that's fifty eight six in Scotland after twenty years is I think a little it's a little higher than it would normally be, but. Uh, who's up next, Steve? Who are you giving uh, the floor to for whiskey? Um, of the no, year? that's uh, that's actually it. The show's over. Um, <laughs> Thanks for everybody listening. Got what they came for. So uh, have a good night. Now, um, Sean, uh, whoever who who wants to go, who wants to take actually Sean McCalder. He hasn't gone first yet. He's been stuck in the middle. He's like the middle child of this show. But I would still agree not, with that he's statement. Still not, he's still not first because you just went first. That's yeah, also we're true. Make him feel like he went first. <laughs> I just can't be number one, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. I'm just kind of live with that. So here's what I wanted to do. Uh, there's a difference between what I wanted to do and what I am going to do. What I really wanted to do is go Ardbeg Scorch just to oh, see God. what Kincaid would say. Press, where's the kill button on this thing? Yeah. <laughs> actually, there was... Wait, wait. If I could interrupt you, yeah. there's actually one that is... I didn't actually pick it because then you, we'd probably get a... We'd probably get a malt grind for like a half an hour afterwards and, and yeah. you might have spurred one. Uh-oh. But I was going to say the, the new Springbank 12-year cast strength. Oh... <laughs> Honestly, though, like it, okay, like spring. It's typically a sherry. It's typically a sherry bourbon blend, and and Springbank. A lot of Springbank releases are typically sherry. This one is a hundred percent bourbon cast Springbank twelve year, and it is, it is like citrus and pineapple. Like it doesn't taste like like the that Springbank funk, whatever you want to call it. I call it personally. I call it dead sherry, but it's like. I don't know. It this just like I I really enjoyed the new twelve year, and that's gonna go against the grain because everyone's like, no, oh, we gotta have that sherry twelve year. The the honestly, Travis, if you ever get a chance to try it, it's it's so, delicious. It's like so fresh. What you're saying is they fresh they took bank. they took their only redeeming quality from Springbank and got rid of it to make this like fresh. Old fresh, I'm smoky, smoky. Ooh. Like you put a little water in it, the smoke comes out, the funk comes out, the dirt comes out. But it's got like pineapple and citrus, and it it's really good. Anyways, I like how Steve, I like how Steve how says was... if you if you ever get a chance to try it, Travis. But I know he has a bottle of it. It's sitting right behind him. Yeah, he's like, if you ever get a chance to try this, I'm like, I, I, I mean, you can make that chance happen, Steve. I'm a pretty busy guy. Remember, <laughs> if anybody wants to try and convince me out of my Springbank funk, no, nobody's going to waste their time on Springbank Travis is tomorrow. Look, I don't. Travis is pulling out the big gun tomorrow. I'm not oh, into Springbank either. Pull out but do you remember how it was my turn to talk? This is the bastard child over here. <laughs> can't get his can't get his two cents in. Just apparently. mute us all when you're editing. Okay. Yeah, I should. Um, yeah. Just fast forward it again. Okay, wait. So who who's next? Travis. Hey, I <laughs> haven't my actual pick. Um which only because I can't pick my own bottle because I gave it the American. You already picked it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Only because I can't. <laughs> I'm going with uh, I'm going with Highland Park Cast Strength Batch 2. Mm. Um, I actually really, really thoroughly enjoy this whiskey. Um, it's it's not something that I can drink a lot of because it is coming in hot at 63.9%. But it is, a, it is a special treat to have. So I'm going with the Highland Park Cast Strength number 2. 
And have that's you, all I'm going to say. Have you done side by side with batch one, batch two yet? I have not. That'd be a fun episode. Discussion. We'll do it. Yeah, that yeah, would be episode two hundred and twelve. Yeah, twenty twenty five. Um, my my, I'm just gonna jump in here because the mine is not, not interesting at all. Um, I I actually wavered and went back and forth and whatever. I I went back to this one because it is my most memorable whiskey and it's that Glenburgie 20 from that tasting. Remember how I talked to you guys earlier about how I never spent over $150 a bottle other than this beautiful gold box behind me that's just sitting here in the corner of my screen. Does that say spring? Can you turn that away? I can't even see anything. It's so shiny. It's, uh, but the the night of this tasting i bought this bottle i'm on the a website right now it's 220 dollars. i do not regret it i haven't opened my actual bottle yet i drank it at that tasting i save these kind of whiskeys for special occasions for opening or tastings but um it's a whiskey that really 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 stood out in my mind that's all i'm going to say no one else that's listening to this will be able to buy a bottle so i'm not going to talk anymore yeah, for sure. That's a tough part, but it was, it's just a crusher doesn't even do it justice. It's yeah. just a game changing whiskey. Um, yeah, enough, enough said, I guess. Um, let's, uh, let's move on. We're quickly, we're quickly going to say, we're quickly going to talk about, oh shit. Oh yeah. Sean still has to go. Oh, oh. does he I though? Thought, I thought since we had an Irish segment, yeah. That uh, he already would have told us about his. Uh, oh wait, we're gonna go back to Irish. Are you telling oh. me is Sean just gonna list every Irish bottle on his cabinet no. again for this category? <laughs> no, I'm gonna give three <laughs> honorable shoutouts. Actually, I'm quick. gonna take over here and just talk about three. something else. There's uh, you can't you can't have th- no 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 more than one whiskey of the year. It's singular. No, no. Well, I do top five in my list, uh. but um. Yeah. The best, so it's hard because <laughs> the best whiskey I've ever tasted versus the best bottle that I have are completely different. I know, Sean, you tasted the oldest whiskey ever. <laughs> oh, that's oh, a Eighty well, years old. Nice you know, I, we were talking about we were talking about Travis's feathers. Fuck, oh, Sean. just peacock. I can't even see this Sean's wall behind him. He's got thirty-two sake. colors of feathers. Like, you're gonna need to fuck out you all. You're gonna need a bra for that chest if you keep puffing it out like that. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. No, I was going to give honorable mention to the single cask Deanston 24-year PX because although it was, was... 2020, though. No, we got it in 2021. January of 2021 is when it came in. Oh, when it finally got here? Yeah, well, I guess it yeah. got here Yeah, December and people didn't get it till. And it didn't January. make anybody's list. <laughs> well, I think but we it was listed a lot last january though yeah i think so it couldn't have been because we didn't get it till january nobody's paying attention to the calendar sean let's just get on with it okay yeah are we talking fiscal year or calendar year (laughs) it's okay (laughs) it does make my top five whiskeys of the year bar none Um, too but i totally forgot about it (laughs) (laughs) whatever okay so my whiskey of the year it's one of your honorable mentions again 
Can you remind me yeah. what your honorable yeah. mentions were? Can you start from the, the bottom? In PX, uh, start from the okay. bottom. My my forty two on my forty two bottle honorable mentions. Uh, no. Bushmills um, black. Bushmills black bush. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that kill Holman bottle I've had for four years that I finally cracked. Uh, eight year. Cooley nine year. Cooley ten year. Cooley eleven year. Highland Park twelve old label. Red breast. No. 12 cask strength La style 1521 Sean's gonna put It's that no surprise my, <laughs> my My whiskey of the year It's one that's personal to me It's one that I got to taste Before it ever came out here Because of Steve's dad More excited on Steve's 40th birthday To share whiskey with me Yeah <laughs> But then it finally did come out here Not even a month later And I had to get it it's Dunville's VRPX 12 year. This is Irish whiskey with a PX finish personified. It is beautiful. It is 46%. It's easy drinking. It is sherry. It is Irish single malt. And it's the best label that is ever been released. And for all of that and tons more, that is my whiskey of the year. V, did you say it's VR? What does very, the VR stand for? A very rare. Very rare. Oh, not virtual reality? No. 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 Oh. I thought like maybe they just put port, virtual you, reality like, on it. Could be fake. They're like throwing out whiskey. some... Oh, no. It didn't Jamiroquai? Actually sit, yeah, it didn't actually sit in a PX cask. It virtually <laughs> sat in a PX cask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's, that's a good let's, whiskey. So let's, I, let's, I can agree with you. It it was it was honestly when it, all all those Irish we did in that tasting, as all, along with the Kilowin, they all could have kind of been right up there. That yeah. that Dunville's is fantastic. It's it's a little expensive for me, but it's it's good. It's pretty pricey. <laughs> Travis, it's, it's still sixty dollars. It's when it came out here. The craziest thing is it was two hundred and ten bucks in Ontario. When Alberta got it, they jumped their price to two thirty five, and ours is sitting at one hundred fifty bucks. You lost me at $150. I don't buy wow. anything more than that. Springbank 15. That's not a little true. bit less. <laughs> um, yeah. If you ask my wife, I only buy bottles oh, over yes. $150. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is true. <laughs> it is true. Okay. Quickly, where this podcast Part, has got some, to be about four hours long. We need some right? parting words so. here. Say something majestic, Steve. <laughs> uh, we have our last category. Unicorns, <laughs> unicorns don't have wings. They have a horn. Yeah, one singular horn. Um, what's the so horn made of? Quickly, gonna. I think our parting words are just gonna be, what's a what's a distillery brand that you're gonna explore a little bit more Shit. going into 2022? What is your whiskey resolutions for the upcoming year? Sean Kincaid, Irish. All right, Sean McCauley. No, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mine uh, distillery I'm going to be paying attention to is Inchgower. Um, Steve and I both have that bottle of the Cooper's yeah, Choice, it's and it's unreal. It's really um, I'm going to continue my exploration of single grains from different countries. I've really got into them this year, and I definitely want to continue that. And then Kilowin and st- Two Stacks, I'm definitely 
keeping an eye out for those. Obviously, we've had a few teasers come across through our tastings, but um, and then the last one is just to see kind of what Kilbagan does. They've had a few releases that we've talked up quite a bit, and I'm still waiting for their PETA expression, the Kilbagan Black. Yeah, other than that, that's, I mean, I want to see what Anoka is doing in person locally, and hopefully Canadian whiskey scene just keeps going up and up, and PWS is going to take over the world. <laughs> two, two Stacks and Killowin are on their way, but Travis and I probably could have got them here faster if we would have rented a speedboat and gone across the Atlantic Atlantic Ocean ourselves. Like could have given me a skiff with, world uh, gone. a skiff with some oars and I could have done it better. Yeah. Sean Kincaid in a canoe and a pallet of whiskey. <laughs> now that's a journey. Calder. Okay. Um, yeah, that's me. What I'm going to do is um, I'm going to spite all you naysayers because I'm going to really dive deep into Talisker. I am a huge fan of the Talisker Dark Storm and the 10-year. And what I'm looking at behind me is <clears throat> nine bottles, nine different bottles of Talisker that are unopened that I'm going to dive deep into this year and really just explore what that distillery has to offer through the core range, through the special release, and through a single cask bottling that I also have. So suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's sucking it? We, you guys we all, were all like talking Talisker. smack about Talisker earlier. Like, well, well, it's it's about to be the second best distillery on the Isle of Skye, so good good choice. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just being honest. That's what I'm going to dive oh, into this year. Hey, that's Talisker is a great journey. Also, and you're going to have a fun time. I have nine journey. bottles to open, so yeah. I can picture you riding a wave of island mist on your journey. Oh, uh, yeah. That's it's going to be it's going to be very enjoyable. Uh, we're just all holding up Cooper's Choice bottles right now. I what? think we are, um, but that Travis, has nothing what, to do with what's uh, what? What are you exploring? So we talked about it a little bit earlier with the whole Duff Town and the McDuff and all that. I'm I'm not gonna lie, you guys. I am over chasing these special editions. I'm over the exclusives, not the exclusives, the special. You got to enter a raffle and you got to do this and then you got to drop by within. I'm done with all that. I'm, I don't care if I don't get next year's Springbank 12. I don't care if I get next year's Bunna I had to blow two guys to get it. Yeah, and it's not worth that. Maybe one. I just spilled the gonna take. <laughs> and, and I'm not knocking people that want to do it. If you want to do it, do it. I'm over it. I, I would gladly drink this Dufftown 11-year-old from Valencia Mallet over, over any of those. Probably pay less, way less stress. Um, so that's one thing. I'm, I'm done chasing exclusives, or I'm done chasing special releases. I'm going to go after cool distilleries that people aren't talking about. Um, but one distillery that stood out during our club's advent this year, and uh, a couple people messaged me and said, what's this? Ak- Akanaka. Uh, it's Anok, the Anok releases from Knock Dew Distillery. So it's, I don't know how you spell it. A C N O C. It's pronounced Anok. 
Yeah. That's good but stuff. But the distillery's Noctu, which makes it a little bit confusing. I don't quite love it when there's a different brand name. What's Noctu? That? Like, it's the, that's the name of the area. No, it's right? Noctu. Isn't it? Noctu's the distillery. Yeah, but isn't that, isn't it named after the area that the distillery's in? Uh, a Noct, you mean? Yeah, no, Noctu. Like, the distillery name is the I, area that it's in. I have no idea. I, I was drinking a Noct. <laughs> And I really, I'm hearing a lot of words. I tried, I tried Googling enough. Are you understanding the words that are coming out of my mouth? Basically, it all sounds I, Irish to me. Basically, what I'm saying is, as we were drinking, so we had um, we had two different Anok releases in our advent. One was the, I think it was like the 125th anniversary, and it was like a cool wine finish. Oh, yeah. And then the other one was a uh, co-op uh, single cask. And it was both of them were fantastic. And I got messages from people, and I was like, you know what? This is a distillery. Clearly, I don't know enough about. I don't know what the distillery and what the. Anyways, I'm gonna look more into Noctu, Anok, all of that, and uh, see what see what comes up. Solid choice. I think so. I, have you guys had a lot of Anok? I've had a, a few, knock. and they're quite good. Like for their core range and just like solid drams i really enjoy them actually like they're nothing like the core range i would say is nothing crazy special but solid whiskeys at a really reasonable price um i can't say anything bad about them so yeah. i enjoy them the the 24 year that came out a couple years ago it's unreal and it's one of those like bang for your buck budget conscious bottles it wasn't super pricey it was under 200 bucks i want to i think for 24 year old and it was sherry it was yeah it was unreal you know like we're talking on our list about like 200 dollars bottles 150 there's there's channels that i've watched and youtube shows i've watched and they're like i don't list bottles under over 500 dollars because and i'm like <laughs> over 500 dollars <laughs> And and it's not even a knock on them. It's just a different. It's just a different budget and stuff like that. But I'm just. I love it how we're like. You know, it's an, it's close to 200. And I, in Ontario, they're like 500 max, guys. We're not going over five. <laughs> yeah, but you guys know. Last night I tasted a 1100 dollar bottle of whiskey i had a sample of and it was absolute trash oh it was not good yeah. price price is not an indication i tried that good or and honestly like I, I wouldn't have even known the price until i looked it up after i tasted it and i was like this is so bad it's not great i've also tried we um not naming the names. first the first the very first tasting uh park whiskey S society did had the 1975 anoch the 39 year old that's a bold it was, first tasting yeah well, we're from sherwood park you know yeah that's true <laughs> i know like yeah you got it's it's go big or go home over in like yg travis, we only travis has going to suburb envy, so yeah. you wouldn't understand but. yeah yeah <laughs> i'm from the north side you're lucky i crack 80 dollars well we we actually made sure we didn't drive through the north side so that travis and his friends didn't rob us on the way home no, that's but, valid you don't want to um, be going in the give us north. your 1975 whiskey <laughs> it was honestly to this day one of one of the best whiskeys I've ever had. It was 
incredible incredible and back then a 39 year old single malt and i think it was only like six or seven hundred dollars this is like 2001 just kidding no it's like 2000 when was that 2017 or something right yeah but um is that your your distillery of the of next year or are you just adding on to my no i'm just bragging you know you guys had a chance (laughs) he's peacocking he's peacocking you had a chance to fly your feathers i'm flying mine now um (laughs) officially you've been four peacocks on this channel (laughs) (laughs) hey did i peacock i don't think so well you did brag about all the cases of whiskey you have behind you (laughs) um (laughs) it's the um, same bottle yeah <laughs> yeah uh, for me the um i think i actually posted about it today right is today today today's today yeah um i uh i posted that glenn or glenn gordon mcphail uh tomatin yeah oh yeah and it just like it yeah i don't know that, that bottle really opened my eyes to and i've, I've had my eyes open by tomatin and their single cast before i'm not i'm not a huge like their their core range is good it's drinkable it's like juice but it's not it's not mind-blowing their single cast i have like a px single cast that i really really love and sean we we've drank it a couple times it's it's delicious but this this like really was like man like this is next it was just a next level tomatin for me so i'm definitely going to look for some more indie tomatins and i really like the that single cast nation bourbon cast one i thought that was really different it was just not like that typical juice box tomatin it was it just had way more depth and character and interesting nature to it um inch gower we've all talked about inch gower and and that cooper's choice that you got me travis definitely has opened my eyes i'm going to look for more of that and and try and explore that i think it's just mainly just more independent bottler stuff but the problem with what we have going on travis is that we have lots of interesting brands coming and we're going to be caught up in a lot of our own our own nonsense hitting the market so it's it's going to be tough to it's going to be tough to explore outside of everything that we have coming but i am going to try drink more whiskey a dram a night don't do it in excess but if you have a dram a night you can keep up to the point right now i just want to mention i've totally lost track of what i've poured into what glass i have five (laughs) glasses sitting in front of me and i'm trying to guess what each of them are it's like this i'm having like a blind flight right now by myself when we were discussing blends i was making my own custom blend i'll be honest (laughs) it did it did not turn out super good is this where you play the exit music, Sean, so you think, can go to bed and go to work tomorrow? I think this is it. Do we have any excellent parting words and just a, a salute to 2021 from anyone? Yeah, I'd say um, don't be... Good, good fucking riddance. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, anything 20, more positive? 2022 <laughs> is going to pick up where 2020 and 2021 left off maybe i don't know honestly for me there's there's a i feel like there's a lot of chatter out there about there's like apprehensiveness to to really want to be i don't know like name certain whiskeys of the year 
that aren't in line with what's trendy or whatever like just try try whatever's out there and love what you love like don't be afraid to don't be afraid to step outside the box mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and name something that other people might not name as their whiskey of the year because there's so much there's so much good whiskey out there and explore the ibs honestly if i could send one message screw distillery releases distillery releases are out of control getting expensive not they're losing their quality like i'm not gonna lie independent bottlings is where it's at for value for i don't know depth and interest and complexity and all if you want whatever buzzword you want all the marzipan you could fucking drink all of it independent bottlers yeah but but i will say uh not good riddance because to, earlier today, I was trying to type up my year in review, my personal did you year capitalize in review. All your will eyes? Be po- yes, I <laughs> did make sure I did. But it, it, it will be up on the Park Whiskey website in the next couple of weeks. But um, one thing that stood out is just like picking whiskey moments of the year. And yeah, like we've all had some pretty crazy stuff happen this year. But my num- one of my top five is just the friendships that are built through the whiskey fabric. And like the four of us have become real good friends real quick. And just the I, that's us. literally my, my first paragraph of my year in review is how we all came together and, and, I... <laughs> and uh, you know, we've built friendships and relationships that go outside of the bottles that we drink and we're to the point now where we can make fun of each other and it's you know it's it's awesome we, we raised a ton of money this year we've you know we've explored whiskey that we never thought we would we've obviously started companies we've had some pretty epic tastings. We've argued about the best hockey player in the world. <laughs> We've, you know, like everything about this tier was good with whiskey, friendships, everything that's built. I've made friends across the country, across the world, and it's only going to get better next year. And that's yeah. as easy as I can sum it up without going into four pages of typing out on my computer. That's basically what it is. That's perfect. That's perfect. Thank you. Yeah, like Tra- Travis and I have only released four of the twelve brands that we have coming, so it's it's only to get more fun and exciting. And yeah, it's yeah. I appreciate that sentiment, Sean. Travis, I, if nobody listens to this podcast, which they probably won't, because it's three hours long. <laughs> It's only two. Will get to the end. I have I have said it since day one. I will say it now. I say it to Josh and Ty all the time. If you approach these things with the idea of the four of us sitting around drinking whiskeys and having fun, it's the four of us. Then who cares who's listening? We're having fun, and if we're having fun, stuff will happen. That's all I care about. This is it's been a fun night. Yeah. We we originally set out for it to be an hour. It's now two hours. It, plus, want us to go to work in twenty five minutes. <laughs> and you know what? This is what it's all about. This is what this is. It, we did not do this to get rich. We did this to have fun with the guys. And uh, this is what we're doing. Wait, we're not getting. Cheers to that, brothers. Just kidding. here's to twenty twenty two.
Cheers. Cheers.